0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Charm City Beat. It is a big day here at LitTube for this episode. Not only highlights one of the most awesome fucking football games I've ever seen, but it is also our first podcast. If you are listening to this, actually, on Spotify or SoundCloud, yes, you're listening to the first official LitTube podcast. We have broken into new charted, uncharted waters, and we're here to stay. Let's go. So, yes, yeah, so as I said before at the intro, it's awesome that we're here at this moment, especially me and Justin. We, you know, the four of us, you, me, Mario, and Alex, started this three years ago. And the first ever Lit2 video was you and me talking, funny enough, about Marcus Peters and the rest of all those rookies that year. But here we are actually starting our first ever podcast. And this has been a long time coming, but. Again, what better subject matter to talk about than the Ravens blowing out the Bengals, forty-nine to thirteen? Well, and
1: you mentioned that it's one of the most exciting games, but really just for a Ravens fan. Yeah, To I mean, be honest. <laughs> not for
0: a neutral, not
1: for a Bengals fan, certainly. But
0: yeah, Bengals fans didn't wake up too happy that Monday morning. <laughs> but no, um, and your Rams didn't have a pretty good weekend, actually. Um, Jared Goff cost me my fantasy football game. Screw him. Well, you're still undefeated. Uh, that division, man. Just <laughs> yeah, the, the, the <laughs> NFC West is just weird. And, you know, Ravens are about to actually play play 49ers here in a few weeks. But let's first talk about this game. Absolute blowout. The Bengals have a rookie quarterback. You know, virtually, if if I would have said anything, they would should have probably relied on the run more, but whatever. Um, but nonetheless, rookie quarterback going against a very good Ravens defense and a very shitty cincinnati defense going against probably one of the most high-powered offense in the nfl what do you think well what's crazy to me is
1: just the fact that when the bengals went into mt bank it was a closer game yeah and i think that's kind of crazy to think about that like they get the home field advantage here and it just ends up with a worse result yeah and granted i never expected the bengals to really be a threat in this game to like get an upset or anything
0: but Wow, I mean, 49 points on the board. Yeah, and in the beginning, I was even saying to myself, it's like, oh, maybe, you know, I'm watching things Finley's doing, and I'm like, oh, man, this kid, you know, maybe they build a team around him, maybe put a few receivers, and then it was like interception, fumble, interception. Like, it was like, holy crap, this kid actually sucks. He's absolutely terrible. So, I think the Bengals – um. Doesn't look like they're probably going to pick up any victories this year. Um, I would definitely be looking at picking up that boy from LSU, honestly, if I were them. Well, and also for the Bengals, I, you know, I look at Tyler Boyd, and I'm wondering, is
1: he a legit number one receiver? Because he yeah. did really well the last year as more of like a number two slot type guy. Um, but now there's like no AJ green and he's just like, he's, he's trying to be the focal point of the offense, but I just don't know if he has it in him given the supporting cast he's got, the quarterbacks he's got thrown to him, the line and yeah, but just overall the Bengals are just a a terrible team and they're probably going to end up with the first draft pick. Oh, there's no (laughs)
0: question. I mean, yeah. Wow. Absolutely terrible. The Bengals are. And I mean, it was like nothing goes right for them. I mean, it was just like, right. I mean, they had a couple of scores, but. I mean, they were in vain. By the fourth quarter, we had RG3. But let's get into it. I mean, if you're watching ESPN or you're watching any of the major news networks, which we are not, and we are proud of that, um, you know, the big thing they're talking about right now, Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson, who's going to be the MVP. And now Monday Night Football, you know, in my mind, I don't know. Like, it's a hard decision. But I think Lamar Jackson, honestly. I think Lamar Jackson may (sighs) – I think by the end of the season, he may have a slight edge over Russell Wilson. Like, it's neck and neck, dude. It's very close. Um, but I look at the fact that the Ravens probably wouldn't be anywhere near where they are if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson. Well,
1: and I think people would also
0: be talking up Christian
1: McCaffrey more in the conversation. Maybe if the Panthers were doing a little bit better. But yeah. really the Seahawks and the Ravens have like more teams that are you pretty much no locks to make the playoffs yeah. at this point. So, you know, but I would throw him in the mix, too. But, yeah, I mean, typically the MVP is a quarterback. And like you said, it's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Uh, two mobile quarterbacks mm-hmm. on teams that are, have really nice winning records. Yeah. Uh, but I think you were going to also bring up the point of the Ravens. Are they a uh, deserving of their power ranking? Yeah. Not?
0: That was another thing I did want to talk about because um, new power rankers showed up Tuesday mornings. And the Ravens are number one. And with good reason, they've beaten the Patriots undefeated at home. You know, of course, they beat them here. We went out to Seattle. The Ravens beat the Seahawks pretty easily. Outside of the loss to the Chiefs, which could have gone either way. That was a very close game. And, of course, that weird blowout from the Browns. I don't see how the Ravens aren't the best team in the NFL right now. I think a case can be made for
1: the Ravens having the number one power ranking, but I think that where people would push back is that there are teams with better records. Yeah, The 49ers still just have that one win that was very close yeah. loss to the Seahawks that just happened very on close. Monday night. Um, there's a couple other teams that also have eight wins. but you know, uh, But I hear what you're saying. Other than that one loss against the Browns where you got – Blown out by the Browns at home, there's nothing else on that Ravens resume right now that mm. says we shouldn't be the number one ranked team.
0: And I mean it and like you know, there's there's a lot of science behind it. It's like the Ravens defense right now is peaking when they need to, they're hitting their stride. Lamar Jackson is literally a video game character, and that is evidenced by that forty seven yard run he had. Mario, roll that I Me and is getting scary. If you fucking my don't come near me. mean the I The way he runs. It I swear to God, it's like it's like literally a video game character he's a human cheat code like you can't touch him and i think that edge is what's probably if if when it comes down to the end of the season and they probably look back at all the wins they look back at all the stats i think the fact that lamar jackson is such a key integral part of obviously the passing game, but the running game and he does it very well i mean he's on pace for historic numbers for a quarterback so I mean, we're gonna see what happens in the next few weeks. I mean, like I said, we have to take we have to take on the Houston Texans this weekend, and then we do eventually play that San Francisco defense, and that defense is scary. I mean, they almost beat Russell Wilson, and that that's nothing easy to do. So,
1: I mean, I hear what you're saying because the thing is, like, it's one thing to have a mobile quarterback yeah. that can occasionally make a run for the first downs, yeah. get down. But Lamar Jackson's the type of mobile quarterback where he will put moves on you to pick up the extra yards. And you don't see that much because, number (laughs) one, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks built to do that consistently, but he's been doing it consistently week in and week out and has not been getting hurt. Yeah. And it's really impressive. And you also think about it's the Alfred Morris corollary. When RG3 was on the Redskins and, you know, Alfred Morris is not a special running back, but having that mobile quarterback there – opens mm-hmm. the running lanes, even an average running back can look yeah. like a beast. And you've got Mark Ingram back there, Gus Edwards, plenty of guys that are capable of handling mm-hmm. the rock with a mobile quarterback, opening the running lanes. And the Ravens have a pretty good offensive line to boot. Yeah. It, they're just really tough to stop
0: on the ground. Yeah, I think, and you know, the MVP race aside, I mean, I think the most important piece is, like, what is this team built to go to long haul? And of course, like, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day, Monday, you know, when I was on my way to work and, you know, people called into 105.7 all the time. They're like, well, Lamar Jackson, is he going to get hurt? Is this going to happen? I, I, You know, it was one of those things where I even stopped and thought it's like any player can get hurt, any player. Look at all the quarterbacks that have been hurt this year. Notice one thing. Most of them outside of Pat Mahomes aren't mobile quarterbacks. You know, you have, I mean, what's his name, um, from the Steelers, <laughs> he literally almost died on national TV. I mean, he and he was just standing back there and got hit. So, I mean, I don't think, I think Lamar Jackson's doing a really good job. He's not taking many hits. He's smart with the ball. And I think... Honestly, at the end of the day, it's, I, I think the Ravens fan base as a whole is just not used to this, <laughs> this type of success. I think it's been a while since we've seen this type of success and had this exciting of a team where the national media is all over it. So I think we should just get in the habit of saying, you know, don't, I mean, of course, we don't want an injury, but just enjoy the moment. Enjoy it because this is fun. I think you're
1: seeing a Ravens team that has kind of evolved. You know, the Ravens over the years have been known as more of a defensive team, where the defense was carrying the whole load. Mm-hmm. And now you've seen a team where arguably the offense is better than the defense now, by far. So that's this is how this is just how it's gone. Like you yeah. s- it started with Joe Flacco. It's like okay, we have a decent quarterback now mm-hmm. that can they can win us games on offense. But now it's like Lamar with Lamar Jackson it's just like a whole different dynamic yeah. the team
0: it's, I mean, it's literally the reshaping of football and, you know, a sentimental moment, actually. I want to share a video. It was actually a conversation between John Hallball and Lamar Jackson. Mario, can you please roll that? Yeah, I don't know. No. Cool that
1: I you about no. I don't know what I mean? know, I was going to tell about stuff. You know, what about Matias? You're good stuff. Why you love I love you That's why I said that's why I hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love you too. I don't know, but no, I'll man. The way you play, too. start I'm a I'm a good player.
0: I'm a i kids I'm a i he's changing the game he's changing the way football is played i think i think honestly in the next couple of years you're going to have to see a difference on defense or a player like the lamar jackson or players that are in college that are aspiring to be in a situation like him they're going to come out and they're going to make these offenses around these guys and it's going to completely change the game defenses are going to have to change and you know now we're looking back on the old
1: fuddy duds like bill polian yeah. who was saying that lamar jackson should <laughs> play receiver. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this isn't the 90s no. anymore. It's not all about getting your pocket quarterback and labeling him a franchise guy. Like, it's all about mobile quarterbacks now, yeah. dual threat, while also being, uh, uh, you know, most teams have success being pass-oriented, but mm. the Ravens have found the formula to to be yeah. really heavy and still be a productive
0: offense. I mean, just look at your typical product, typical quarterback from that draft class. Look at Sam Darnold. What the hell is he doing? Allen, what's he really done? You know, these prototypical quarterbacks just aren't it anymore. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. He's not your prototypical quarterback. He is a guy that likes to expand the play. Pat Mahomes, the success he has is simply because he can expand the play. And Lamar Jackson just takes it to a completely different level, playing virtually like three positions at once. (laughs) Like, it's insane. It's crazy how fast the game is changing. And I think we are in an NFL paradigm shift. But – you know, while we could probably talk about Lamar Jackson and the offense for hours, I do want to talk a little bit about the defense, and that is probably one of the. I think honestly, when we look back on this trade, it will cement Eric DaCosta as a as a genius. Marcus Peters, another pick six. You know what? I I can't talk enough about it. Mario, do what you do. Peters he has nothing in front of him Here he goes Chase by Erickson that is a pick six another touchdown Marcus Peters I mean thank you thank you for him we're so grateful <laughs> I mean you know Marcus Peter Peters came onto the scene I mean first game pick six and you know people said he's a big play he looks for the big plays and honestly, that works. I mean, we have Jimmy Smith and, you know, Marlon Humphrey who are, I think, decent enough, especially Marlon Humphrey who's surefire one of the best corners in the NFL. And Marcus Peters is floating around there just picking the balls off out of nowhere. This
1: is uh, This is what Marcus Peters is known for. He is the type of corner that will get beat from time to time. Mm-hmm. But he's also a big play guy. Yeah. He has that capability of making the interception, taking it back for the house, making big plays. Mm-hmm like I said he's not the best corner at just straight up covering and not allowing receptions ever but he'll make big plays yeah. and when you put him in a defense that has a whole bunch of other guys that are solid yeah. that's when I think he's going to be best
0: yeah i mean let's i mean look at it for what it is earl thomas is the safety who's arguably one of the best safeties in the NFL right now you have a an okay enough defensive front i mean defensive front that was so interesting that we our fullback Patrick Ricard who actually is known to play both sides he was in there and he got pressure on the quarterback forced the fumble where Ty Spouser was able to recover for a touchdown so I mean he has a really good support cast where he hey he does just enough to contribute and I mean it's been great our defense has been scoring significantly and you know I remember I was actually talking to Jordan who isn't on the table as you can see um we were talking about that is the deep would the defense be as good would the ravens be as good as it was if the defense wasn't scoring as much as it was and i say i don't know because when you when you talk about a defense scoring that's a momentum shift so you already have a beaten uh distraught team on defense now where lamar jackson can run all over you so you know, honestly, it is probably true. The Ravens probably wouldn't be where they are if the defense hadn't stepped up. Because after that Browns game, if that defense was still playing, we wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be talking about how explosive this team was. You'd be talking about how Lamar Jackson is doing just enough to barely win his games because the defense would be letting the other team score too much. And that's what was going on in the early season. So again, big credit to the defense of all of this. You know, of the team. Because they're the ones, you know, picking up where they need to, and I think if we can ride that defense, the offense can stay healthy. The sky's the limit, dude. <laughs> as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> but no, we played a we played a Houston Texans this week, and you know it's gonna be a pretty big game. Uh, Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. I'm sure CBS and every other outlet's gonna hype this one up like the next heavyweight fight or whatever. But what do you think about the Houston-Texas defense against an offense led by Lamar?
1: Well, you know, I honestly, the way I see this game playing out is that it's going to be, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I think it's going to be more, it's one of those typical M&T Bank games where it's mm-hmm. going to be a little more defensive than perhaps some people expect. Yeah, uh, I think it could does have the potential to be a close game, but I think it's going to be on the lower-scoring side. I think that Deshaun Watson could end up struggling in this one. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it, it's an interesting matchup because like you said, it's two mobile quarterbacks, two teams that I feel like aren't built that totally differently. Mm-mm, not you at know? all. So it's, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, obviously you like the Ravens being at home here. So I do think the Ravens will come out with the win, but I see it being on the lower scoring side. I see Deshaun Watson not doing much in this one.
0: Yeah, I think this is definitely gonna be probably one of the more slower games from the Ravens. I think they're gonna have to rely at least, in my opinion, that they're gonna to have to control the clock. I think as long as they can control the clock, keep Deshaun Watson off the field, I think it's gonna be a great game. That Texans defense isn't, you know, a cakewalk. They're good, and the Ravens defense is gonna be just gonna need to be just as good on the other side because if Houston can get a running game going, which I think is the weak spot in the Ravens defense, that run that run defense, I think we could have a very very close game, honestly.
1: Well, and I think that the Ravens are set up on offense to beat the Texans' yeah. defense from the perspective of the best thing about the Texans' defense has historically been their pass rush. Mm-hmm. you know, Having Watt, Clowney, some of these other guys get off the quarterback. But um, I don't, you know, I think you have to remember since Jackson likes to run a lot mm-hmm. and they like to hand off the ball a lot, I think that kind of silences that part of the defense yeah, a
0: bit. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? Again, I don't care how you do it, just win. <laughs> I think Lamar Jackson feels the same way, and you know what? That's why he's the recipient of the game ball this week. Um, Let's take a look at his stats. 15 for 17, 223 yards for three touchdowns through the air, seven rushes for 65 yards, and a touchdown, including that 47-yard burner where he was labeled Houdini. Um, I feel like week to week we give Lamar Jackson that game ball, and, I mean, if you look at it from the point of view of the team, Who's more valuable? Absolutely, Lamar Jackson. So, hey, well-deserving. But that does it for our show. And again, like we said at the beginning, you if you are listening to this on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple, wherever you get your podcast from, thank you. This is our first one of many to come. We will have a lot of exclusive content solely to the podcast. So make sure to go down in the info below and click on that link. Subscribe, turn on your notifications and get ready for more um no i'm excited about this this is very exciting please don't forget to like and subscribe and stay tuned for so much more